Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Weindrich. Hey, Noah. What would you like to chat about today, Dave? Well, let's talk about guilty pleasures. Ah, guilty pleasures. we all have them. I'm not really particularly guilty about mine, because (laughs) I know we all have them, and uh, it's not a problem. But nonetheless... I, I, I'm prepared to be embarrassed. I think the first step is admitting that we all have guilty pleasures, and now that it's out there, and and we're um, just talking about drinks here. By just the drinks, way. just drinks. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. No to special put... equipment needed. No <laughs> mail order and plain no, brown no, packages. No. Nothing like that. Well, and I think in some ways with guilty pleasures that it really depends upon also how they're made, right? Even though exactly. they're like theoretically, you know, in the for whatever reason, maybe it's the context that they were made, the name, there's a funky ingredient. I mean, I think all of these things can qualify a drink as a as a guilty pleasure, right? I mean, it, Oh, absolutely. Also, the other thing is environment. Where are you? Who are you with? Right. You know, it's uh the, the context that yeah, comes along. Some drinks I would never drink if I went into a fine cocktail bar right. with uh you know my my fancy friends. Uh, I think I have maybe three. Right, uh, but uh, not me. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you about that life sometime. Uh, but uh, you know, if I'm in a dive bar in uh, Kankakee and they're all drinking Long Island iced teas, I'm going to put my hand up and say yes, please. Right. Of course. It's funny. I think in the last few years, as even some of the fancier bars have gone kind of down into things like guilty pleasures where mm-hmm. we're seeing, you know, frozen cocktail machines enter places like Mother's Ruin, right? And you're right. getting, you know, a frozen cocktail doesn't get a lot of respect. You know, it's kind of the Rodney Dangerfield of the cocktail world, but it's delicious nonetheless, right? And it, can, it can be. Right. That's especially sure. a hot day. Yeah. You go, you know, Mother's Ruin in New York, obviously down in uh, New Orleans, one of our favorite spots to go during Tales of the Cocktail is the Aaron Rose, which looks just kind of like any other Irish bar blasting good old American heavy metal, you know. The, yeah, it's a rock and roll bar for it, sure. I mean, the walls are covered with yeah. old t-shirts and stickers and what do you drink? I mean, yes, you could get, you know, a shot of bourbon, but everybody's drinking their frozen Irish coffee, which... I mean, if that isn't a guilty pleasure, I don't know what it is. (laughs) And you can get it with a a shot on top, you know, of different things. And I heard people talking about it. My first instinct, of course, was like, I'll have something else, right? But it's 95 degrees, 95% humidity. You know, you're sweating as soon as you get out of the shower in New Orleans Mm -hmm. in the summer. That's the perfect drink. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I usually stay away from uh, caffeine drinks in the afternoon because... uh, I, over uh, over the years, I've gotten more and more sensitive to to caffeine. Sure. But uh, in New Orleans at noon, right, 
a frozen Irish coffee is yeah. a lovely thing. Yeah. You know. And I and I think it's one of these things where you can really elevate, you know, a guilty pleasure like that into yeah. where it is something that's delicious. I and... mean it's not the most sophisticated of drinks. It's no, basically no. it's basically like <laughs> Bailey's in a blender is what it tastes like. But at least it's you know, it's 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 real Bailey's, mm. good ice, and then like a float of, you know, something. I think Mother's Ruin, you know, in New York, which again, I mean it looks mm-hmm. You know, kind of a what neighborhood? It's sort of Nolita, Soho, I guess, kind of. You know, yeah, like it's it's east of you know, e- yeah, Broadway. east Soho. I yeah. mean, it's it's not the fancy part, right? And you you know, you'd go in and you know they have frozen cocktail machines. You didn't really expect much out of them, but some of them are really delicious, and some of them are twists on classic cocktails. And instead of having them meat or on the rocks, you know, you have the frozen variation, right. which is which is pretty good. That place is kind of funny because I was uh, doing an event there once, uh, funny for me anyway, and uh, I had to go down in the basement to prepare some drinks. And I'm looking around at the uh, decor in the basement there, which is their service area, and I notice all these uh, band flyers from the 80s. And I, I remembered that place because it used to be a recording studio where I did oh. demos in about 1984. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, New York has a lot of history, yeah. but uh yeah. so that that kind of helps my guilty pleasures there yeah, because I sure. remember what I was drinking in 1984 and it was mostly not good. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's some of the other ones, you know, I always would talk about guilty pleasures, you go to kind of, you know, frozen drinks, things like white russians. Oh know, yeah. Talk about 80s drinks. I mean, that's Yeah, I'm not going to normally drink those, but Right. You know, if people are drinking them and that's uh, if it's like some kind of Midwestern like supper club or something, right. I'm happy to have it. Bowling alley. You yeah, know, exactly. Uh, kind of a nod to the Big Lebowski, obviously. You know, you, you have to have one when you're uh, duded out mm-hmm. you're bowling with friends. It, the White Russian feels sort of uh, perfect. Well, I think uh, I've always used, and I think it's a good rule for drinking, is drink the wine of the country, right. even if that wine is white Russians. Even if it turns out the country is a bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You know, what are what are people drinking here? Right. Uh, at least try it. You know, yeah. it's like uh, I, I always worry when people uh, go in uh, to any situation whatsoever and they always drink the same drink. Yeah. You know, that, that shows a lack of flexibility, unless, of course, that same drink is always champagne, in which case right. you have my Fair respect. Enough. But uh, anything else? Mm. And I think it's one of these things, you know, it's a philosophy that they think is, you know, surefire, but it right. really backfires because you go into the wrong bar and you ask for your standard thing and they might make some other drink, you know, might be amazing. Right. But that drink they're not going to make well. You right. know, it's, you know, you go into a French restaurant and you ask for, you know, Cajun chicken. It's not going <laughs> to. And they're not gonna they're gonna look at you funny. I mean it's you know, they'll do it maybe, but it's not, you know. It it's those types of things where I think being flexible and embracing the guilty pleasure and and some places really take sort of the fine art of guilty pleasures to a new level, right? I mean it's Well, New Orleans, as we mentioned, one of my favorite uh bars there, Tujags, an Mm. ancient stand up bar. Uh, they claim to have invented the grasshopper. I don't think they did, but <laughs> but they certainly perfected it. And right. the way uh, Paul Gustings, the bartender, makes it there is it's uh, equal parts cream, uh, creme de cacao, and creme de menthe, like a regular grasshopper, but also an equal part of cognac. Wow. And he shakes it up. That's interesting. And uh, you sit there, 
Uh, it's a stand-up bar, no stools, and you lean on the bar, and everybody's drinking Sazeracs, and you've got this nice green <laughs> grasshopper right. in front of you. And the next round, you'll see about five or six right. grasshoppers yeah, sure. in the bar. Once people realize. <laughs> Once people realize. It, and, you know, it's delicious. Yeah. I'm not going to drink three of them. But I'll definitely have one. Two Jags is funny because it kind of looks like one of those, you know, those stereo optic cards that you find, you know, you know, in an antique store yeah, with like yeah, two nothing photos. Nothing has changed. No, it looks like an old Western bar, right? Huge bar. You know, maybe it's a Brunswick bar, you know. Wayne oh, I think Curtis. it's even older than that. Older, you yeah, know, one of these. from the 1850s. You know, enormous bars, mm -hmm. you know, with big mirror and Paul dresses like he's out of, you know, Westworld or something with the. Yeah, you know, vest coat, and he's a big white beard and a shaved head, and he he's the he looks like the last kind of bartender you'd want to ask for a grasshopper. Like exactly. I don't, you know, like like he's the type of guy where you know you'd expect him to kick you out of the bar, like just run you out with like a baseball bat if you ask for creme de menthe. But meanwhile, like, it's totally happy to make it. Oh, for that's that's the way to get points with him is right. ask him for his grasshopper. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, well, it's does he make a, a pussy cafe too? Is I, I I don't know. I haven't asked for one of those. That's a guilty pleasure. That's maybe a little too guilty yeah. even for me. I remember the first time somebody asked me about it. My first book had come out fall of two thousand seven, and I was on. Uh, AM radio, WOR with, what was the guy's name? Joey Lawrence, I think. Uh -huh. You know, he was on all night. And it was me and, like, him and this comedian. When we were on air, they were, like, crazy. You know, like, flying, yeah. weird jokes, you know. I could barely keep up, follow conversation. I mean, it is, like, literally 4.30 a.m. <laughs> We'd break for a commercial, and it was, like, night and day. It was suddenly this very, like, intellectual conversation about mm. cocktails and spirits. And, you know, Joe's like, well, I don't, I don't drink anymore. But when I did, my drink was a Pousse Cafe. And I had no idea. I mean, it was like, yeah. we've gone to like the Twilight Zone because like whoever Who talks drinks to those? Right. I mean, and it's, I, it's layers of uh, liqueur. Right. And uh, you have to know the specific gravity of each liqueur so you can get the layers right. Because uh, the heavier ones need to go in the bottom. Exactly. And then you, you, you kind of build them up. And it's kind of like served in almost like a footed shot glass. Yeah, maybe. exactly. And it's like a... Yeah, it's a little thing. You're supposed to sip one layer at a time. <laughs> now, the, 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 the great um, asshole move with that, if I may, yeah, is uh, I've, seen, I've seen people do this, is order it and then take a toothpick and stir it up oh, before they drink it. <laughs> like a liquor rainbow. It's an art. It's more about aesthetics almost than, than how it tastes, I'd say. I haven't made them in a long time. The last time I did, I think, at, I, I was the at your house. Uh, and I demanded one. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Dave. I made you one with 12 layers. I don't care about your punch. <laughs> you know, you wrote the book, yeah. but whatever. I want a Pousse Cafe with yeah. 45 layers. Every liquor in the house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I kind of think the Pussy Cafe is prime for a comeback. Yeah, like, I, I made know. them once for uh, at the aforementioned Tales of the Cocktail yeah. in New Orleans for a seminar. I, I had uh, uh, Chad Solomon, the demon bartender from Texas, to help, and we made them for uh, 120 people, wow. which was absolutely insane. How long did that take? Uh, we had it all figured out how to do it, so it, it didn't take that long. But even still, I mean, it's like you'd almost need like a squirt gun filled with each liqueur. Like I think that we practically did something like that. I can't remember the logistics. It was a while ago. But uh, it, it can be done. Yeah. But Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I think we cheated also. We, we like thinned something with vodka so we knew it would well, float. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I, don't, I think that's all, yeah, all fair. All fair. If, in in, in the world of the Puss Cafe, <laughs> it, anything is fair if you can get it. But uh, that would be an awesome thing for a, a modern craft cocktail bar to do yeah. as a guilty pleasure for everybody. Well, you, know? you could use chartreuse. You could use, you know, yeah, you, some oh, of these like bartender favorites. There's so know? many. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, Moro's or you mezcal. Know, mezcal yeah. you, know, you could make a like, layer of mezcal. I'm just going to say, I feel yeah. like somebody's going to hear this. And the next year we're going to see like a bartender's yeah. Pussy Cafe. It'll be all of the bartender's favorites layered in, in a shot. Malort. Oh, oh. That would be the final layer. Yeah. It's like the final round. It's yeah, the hardest the round to get through. Yeah, you you got to sip. Th- well, you sip through that, and then underneath, it's just like pure oh, maple syrup or right. something. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a crazy one. But uh, well, speaking about bartenders and shots, I think the Boilermakers definitely has almost gone from guilty pleasure now to respected mainstream, you know, order. Yeah, I think it's one of the foundations of drinking, personally. As do and I. I would, not, I would never feel guilty about ordering, a, you know, a shot and a beer. But even in places where, like, years ago or with people years ago who might not have done a shot and a That's beer. That's true. You know, obviously there's a whole bar called Boilermaker in New York, which is a fine bar and run by, you know, very good bartenders. You could roll in and kind of as a bartender's handshake in any craft cocktail bar and be like, dealer's choice, Boilermaker of your pick, you know, and that's... Well, see, this brings up another another issue with guilty pleasures is uh, modern bartenders have a way of taking these formerly scorned, uh, somewhat uh, guilty pleasure type drinks and elevating them. Everybody loves a comeback. Yeah, so that suddenly they're uh, you know made with fine ingredients, right. and then your your Long Island iced tea is being made with like premium tequila and right. and you know rare uh, glacier vodka and blah 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 uh, and the, you know instead of sour mix it's got like the like Meyer lemon juice or something i always assumed it was just the dregs from the mat like in the in the yeah in the bar top and this way yeah, just, that's the traditional it would be, that, way. It would be the dregs of craft cocktails so you exactly know, there might be some other fine uh, ingredients in all, all the white all the white spirits in the well was the original you know <laughs> right so now just it's poured like, right in yeah no tequila mezcal etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. and and i've seen those and you know that kind of takes the fun out of it because uh suddenly it's not as much of a guilty pleasure everything the flavor is all amped up and you're you're kind of and like i can taste this i'm I, not supposed to taste and it i think you're being polite i mean to be honest i've had some of those where they're just not good no like even you know i, I wouldn't i wouldn't call a dark and stormy guilty pleasure it is an old favorite of mine yeah that's a that's a normal drink that's a but, normal person drink exactly but even that i've gone to yeah. bars where you're like i'll have your i'll have a dark story like well we have our own version you're like Oh, Please don't have your own version. What? 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 <laughs> and then what do you say? You yeah. know, you, you're kind of lo- well. We make it this like okay. Yeah, we make our own ginger beer. No, it's yeah. not fizzy. Oh, <laughs> yes, it's got right. eight parts ginger to one right. part water, right. and uh, it will knock the top of it's your head little, off. It's a little thick. Yeah, yep. comes with a fire extinguisher yep. on the side. We use blackstrap rum that tastes like molasses. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I mean, sometimes elevating drink definitely works. I think mm-hmm. some of the you know what we've seen with some of the 
you know, getting back to the original tiki drinks or like refining some of the tiki, yeah. you know, the banana daiquiris, you know, those types of things and making, you know, better versions of those have yielded good results? Well, I mean, if you have an original drink that was good and made with real ingredients that fell on hard times right. in the 60s, Maybe 70s, 80s, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, the flavorful rums right. got uh, replaced right. with uh, sugarcane vodkas and, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah, in that then case, you can go back. You can go back. But some of the, the drinks that were invented with the crap ingredients <laughs> kind of need to stay with the crap ingredients, <laughs> I think. A fuzzy navel is always going to be a fuzzy navel. <laughs> yeah. And you, know, you, you don't just... want to use like artisanal peach brandy in that thing no. because uh, no. you're, you're going to drown it in orange juice. Like, what's I, the point? Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, think, I think it's Dale DeGroff, who's, you know, sort of uh, our mentor, friend, you know, sort mm -hmm. of the father of the rebirth of the cocktail. I, I I'm not, I'm not, I'm about 90% sure, but I feel like he likes um, Rose's lime juice, right? Like in some yeah. of the, in like a gimlet. Yeah, like I do too. I, makes, that's a gimlet. That is, a, and you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, like, no, gimlet, like fresh, you know, we have fresh lime juice, you know, use it now. You know, some drinks is just, it's a whole other drink if you replace a key element. Instead of Rose's lime juice, just lime juice with fresh lime juice, it's going to change the taste. It is. I mean, originally it was made with preserved lime juice because right. it was made, uh, you know, it was a Royal Navy drink, and they were at sea. Right. They didn't have fresh limes. Right. Where are you going to get fresh limes in the North Atlantic? You right. know? I mean, you could stop at Iceland. Right. They don't have fresh limes. Well, for you, what your gimlet is what? It's, so it's it's roses. It's lime. roses. Uh, it's probably I, I do like three parts gin right. to one part roses. Uh, I also top it off with soda water in yeah. the cocktail glass, which is the original version. And cuts the sweetness. It's also refreshing, too. Yeah, and it, just... it really helps to add the soda water. Yeah. Because then you don't have to, uh, you know, a lot of people, because roses is very sweet. Yeah. They cut it down and keep cutting it down yeah. until it's barely right. there. You need some lime juice in yeah. there. But originally, soda water on top. And so like you that. use a big cocktail yeah. glass or a, yeah. a wine glass even, you know, something like that, a flute. That works a lot better. I, yeah. I really, I found that was the saving thing for the uh for the gimlet uh and uh yeah it's delicious that way well for for you is there one drink like if nobody's around you're like you know you you, you take the path train to somewhere in new jersey that <laughs> you don't even know the name of the bar nobody knows you as as, as the dean of cocktails you you're just some guy you, you tell them to call you joe like is there a guilty pleasure that you're ordering that nobody knows about I went to high school on Long Island in the 1970s. <laughs> okay. I went to uh, the Oak Beach Inn. Uh, and so it would probably have to be the Long Island iced tea because yeah. uh, I, I was drinking those right. in high school. So right. uh, they, were, they, were, they were the popular Long Island yeah. club drink. You know? You'd go to hear the cover bands doing like songs by the Who. Right. <laughs> but they couldn't do the, quite the full uh, windmill on the guitar, like a half windmill. Yeah, half windmill, you know, and then they'd, they'd move on to like uh, ZZ Top right. and uh, all that 70s rock. And, uh, and uh, there'd be like really bad rock dancing. Uh, and then uh, you'd drink Long Island iced tea. So uh, there's a certain soft spot yeah. for that one. Yeah, I, I, for myself, I, you know, I came of age a little bit later. You know, people were drinking Zima. I have no, I have no affinity for that. I don't even know what to call Zima. I mean, it's that clear, weird, 
almost gravy consistency, yeah. you know, beer that was, you know, the was bottle was cool. beer, yeah. Yeah, the bottle was cool. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what it, I don't know what it was in the bottle, but it tasted really weird, like kind of like miso soup or something or Yeah, it was know. a little brothy. So yeah, I'm not they they keep trying to bring it back. And I think it may actually be available in like wow. one country. I forgot what country it is around the world. Uzbekistan. Something like that where there's <laughs> dumped all of it was dumped yeah. there. But I I don't know. I mean, for me I, you know, people always make fun of me, but I think you know like a little pony bottle of miller high life you know that's nothing that is, to make fun about no, but I, yeah. you know but that's you know it's people always you know think that we get some kind of like you know triple ipa you know devil yeah. hopped you know orange slice you know neutron beer and it's no thank you i'm uh you know just a, a small one of those tiny bottles of miller high life that yeah, is, maybe a little shot of jim beam right that, that makes me super happy yeah, whether yeah, you know but that's yeah. you know that's uh, if i see it i'm gonna totally have it that's uh, yeah uh, i'm with you yeah i don't know I, I i refuse to be embarrassed by that that's uh you know normal real people drinking Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I've never really grew an affinity for like the cream liqueurs or not so much. I mean, they have a time and a place, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of glad that we have moved past that chapter of drinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, my guilty pleasures do not extend to an Irish car bomb, for instance, right? No, or uh-huh. a cement mixer or an Adios MF. Those are a little far for me. So, it, next time you see us in a bar, don't send any of those this way. We tray won't. of jello shots <laughs> and, and that's another one like every few years somebody's yeah. like we made our seasonal jello shots with pappy van winkle you're like <laughs> why why i, like, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think know. i think the bar that did that literally got their uh, allocation of pappy like they were like fine like you're off the list buddy yeah like, yeah like, done like, that's, that's what not you're funny gonna do with it not yeah. funny done yeah. jello is not a, a great modifier for cocktails uh, even, not so much even Edmund um freeman was trying all of those crazy molecular drinks back in the day when he was uh sort of mad scientist and mm-hmm. used one of his stops at a uh, taylor which was a bar in new york he was sort of all this molecular stuff and i remember he made a martini in a spoon it was like uh he made a cream of the vermouth he used the gin to make like a jello shot and then, like, he used olive brine for, like, a little spherification, as they used to call it. Yeah. Like, a little ball. And it was like one of those things where you have one, and you're like, you're a genius. Now make me a real one. Now make me a real yeah. <laughs> And at least he could. Yeah, exactly. At least he could. I'd like to say um, I'll buy you a round of guilty pleasures, but uh, but hopefully um, we'll find something better to drink. Well, it depends on where we are now, doesn't uh, it? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, well, we'll head up to the Port Authority. Yeah. We'll go to a bar. Yeah. We'll, uh, Long Island iced teas all around. I'll, we'll both have Long Island iced teas <laughs> with a Miller Highlight fact. There so, you go. Cheers to cheers. next time. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com 
Let's get this dinner party started.